Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on his side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to, we've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. All right, gang, it is the Frittle Show. Thanks for being with us today. As Senator Rick Scotts has said this week, Biden and the Democrats are living in an economic fantasy land where debt doesn't matter, spending has no consequences, and inflation is impossible. All of those things, of course, the opposite of what is true and what we are seeing. Debt does matter. Spending has significant consequences, and inflation is actually not only possible, but happening. Now, I'm diving right in today because I've got some stuff I want to get to, and we are going to uh, not spend a whole lot of time on news, but there are a couple things I've got to mention because it's just... They've got to be mentioned. (laughs) First off, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but gas costs more... Uh, fuel, food prices increasing, housing prices staying significantly high, and I've been I've been having some conversations about this, doing some different research on this issue of inflation and so on. And I'm just going to summarize it for you like this, okay? Because I, I agree with uh, with Senator Scott. That is how. Those in the ruling party right now are behaving as though money is printed and has no limit. However, that said, I don't think we can pin everything related to the economy and inflation on Biden as much as I, as a Republican, might like to do that. I think we have to remember that we did have a pandemic that we did have stimulus checks that, quite frankly, if you want to look at it from a purely uh, economic inflation standpoint, that's, and that's the only, that's, that's just, just from this perspective of inflation, that this all began uh, prior to Biden, or at least the, the groundwork, the foundation of what would lead to where we are right now began before Biden was in office. And it was the previous president who, in fact, did stimuluses, the f- stimuluses, <laughs> the first time. Now, I think if you if you are going to make that argument, you cannot then neglect to make the argument of that it, that problem has been compounded greatly in the current administration, where we saw additional stimulus, where we see spending at and debt at record levels again. And now the president and Democrats pushing forward, what is it now, a $3 trillion? Another $3 trillion spending package? And look, I think that up until this point, you could reasonably have the conversation and make the argument that, yes, things have been worse, worsened by the current administration, but the ball was starting to roll. The snowball had begun under Trump. But if Democrats... And President Biden push through this three billion, then to me, that conversation is no longer relevant. Like we can stem the tide, 
we can stop the bleeding. But if we go with this three billion, um, then then Biden and companies just got to own it. Like they they got to own what is coming because I'm telling you, if that goes through, this this inflation that we are seeing now is going to compound. And then last week I talked about deflation. So I you know either one would not surprise me. But we are headed like if you think the economy is not great now, just wait until what happens. If the Democrats push forward this three billion dollars, you just cannot you, you can't spend your way out of your problems. You have to actually address the problems themselves. One big problem that we're having right now is that we have Cubans who are rallying for their freedom and we are seeing so much hypocrisy, everything from the media being like, oh, the, the Cuban protests are going to spread COVID-19. Oh, so now you care about protests spreading COVID-19. I don't know. I seem to remember you know, just a, a couple events maybe in 2020 where there were like massive uh, groups of people in protests and, and us being told about how, you know, that wasn't a problem. It wasn't a problem for COVID-19. Not, not a problem. Protests were not a problem. Huh. It's amazing how things are so politically driven in our media. And then, and then, you know, we went from AOC crying at fences because kids were in cages under President Trump. We have more kids in cages now. Kids in cages being a, a hypothetical relative term. That is a term that the left used under Trump. It was inaccurate then. It is inaccurate now. I'm simply using their verbiage so that if by chance one of them happens to listen to this program, they understand what we're talking about. So the, the, the child crisis unaccompanied minor immigration crisis at our southern border continues and intensifies under President Biden, and yet we are largely ignoring that problem. The immigration crisis is, is astronomical right now compared to what we have seen in the past, and if you think or thought that it was a problem under Trump, it is a much larger problem now. And yet, Democrats are turning a blind eye to the problem, are just, you know, everybody walk, everybody come on, it's all good, everything's great. But, but, we have uh, Biden's uh, secretary, I can't pronounce his name right, and I apologize to this man, but Mayor, Secretary Maricos, Maricos, he said that Cubans and Haitians would not be granted refuge if they come to U.S. soil by sea. He said the way to come to the U.S. is not through process. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pisaki. Jen Pisaki gave context to this thing. So he he said, and he, he, he did this whole press conference, and he told Cubans and Haitians, remember, Cubans who are actually fighting for their freedom, protesting for their freedom, saying, we need help, we want to come, we are seeking refuge. <laughs> and the Biden administration is literally telling them, don't come. We're not going to let you in. Don't come. You're not getting in. Pasaki then goes to clarify yesterday uh, for those of you listening to the, the weekend edition of this rebroadcast, that would have been on Wednesday. Uh, Jen Psaki, the press secretary at the White House, gave a press conference wherein she tried to clarify what Secretary Marcus said 
by saying the way to come to the U.S. is not through process of trying to come to the border without going through an asylum process. I'm sorry. I, I guess I'm just confused. I'm just confused as to why Democrats, you know, don't see what is happening at our southern border as a problem, but then when actual political refugees, and I'm not saying that there aren't some or many at the southern border, but we have a much different problem at the southern border than problems of Cubans saying, hey, this communism thing, it doesn't work, we're dying here, Please help us. And we're like, yeah, no, sorry. You you can't come. We have a process. And you need to make sure you do the process. But but when when Donald Trump said, hey, there's a process, and that process isn't being observed on our southern border, so we're going to put up a wall so that people go through the process. And and and, and beyond that, the, the Cuban people are people we should actually be helping and actually being, yes, come, let us help you. We understand that you have a horrific situation in your country. We understand that you are coming here seeking refuge and help. Let us provide that for you. I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And again, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen at the southern border. But it's not the same. It's not the same as what's happening in Cuba right now. And I'm, I'm trying to get one of my Cuban friends on the program. I don't honestly know when or, or if that might happen uh, because of the announcement that I am about to make. And many of you already know this, but I'm, I'm trying to get her on so we can have get her perspective. She's, a, she's an American, I, her, uh, but her family is, is Cuban. She was born here in the United States. Her husband, also born here in the United States, but of Cuban, Cuban uh, immigrants. And uh, so I'm trying to get her on the program. But anyway, I, I titled this podcast that things they are changing and things they are changing uh, for me. They are changing for this podcast. We are about to go on a hiatus. So we, we may have one more coming up here. I'm not. I'm not sure. We may or may not get one recorded about this uh, this Cuban crisis uh, before things um, shut down on the podcast front for me. I, I just don't know yet. We'll see. It's a maybe, but not a promise. So, so we're we're taking a break, and uh, I I'm hoping to resume in you know a month or so later on this year. This fall, we'll pick things back up again. But uh, we are. And by we, I mean uh, my brother and I. My brother lives uh, here in Las Vegas with me. But uh, I am in the process of selling my house. And for those of you that have ever sold a home before, you understand that this is not uh, (laughs) a small undertaking, particularly when you have five dogs, tenants, and a pool, and 50-mile-an-hour windstorms every night that want to destroy your pool and everything you have worked hard to achieve. It's just like it's its evil. This wind here, I tell you. But so I'm in the process of selling my house, of packing, of transitioning, of moving, of all of that. And uh, with that process, uh, the podcast is going to need to take uh, take a break for, for at least a few weeks. Could be a month or a little longer. We'll, we'll see. 
I, I, I can't give you an exact time frame because I don't have an exact time frame at this point as to when we're actually moving and, and all of that uh, just yet. So, um, But I, I know that I'm not going to have the time and energy to put into the podcast that I would normally like to. And so it's better that we take a break than that I give you a half-hearted uh, attempt at this thing. So, you know... I've, <laughs> Some of you know the story, some of you don't know the story, so let me give you uh, some of the story about, oh my goodness, let me think about this for a second. Wow, I guess it would be a little over 10 years ago now. My goodness. I, I moved to Las Vegas from Pennsylvania. I had the great privilege of working for Sam Schmidt, who owns an IndyCar racing team, and let me tell you what, that was that was a blast. Like I still watch IndyCar races to this day, <laughs> much to the chagrin of those sometimes who are subjected to watching with me. But uh, you know, I, I developed a, a love for uh, I would say open wheel racing, but not really. I don't really care about open wheel wheel racing. I don't really care about uh, Formula One, but I do love IndyCar. And one of the reasons I love IndyCar is because when you are the assistant, the owner of an IndyCar team, you get to meet a lot of people and do a lot of things. And so I, I've met. You know, many of the team owners, many of the drivers. I watched a lot of these drivers. Uh, Joseph Newgarden, who won the championship. Um, he was Sam's Indy Lights driver when I was there, one of them. I have a, a championship Indy Lights ring from Joseph Newgarden's drive. But anyhow, that's neither here nor there. I moved to Las Vegas. I worked for Sam. And while I was working for Sam, I attended uh, Liberty Baptist Church here in Las Vegas. Ended up a few years later moving back to Pennsylvania to work in the Pennsylvania State House of Representatives as a uh, constituent outreach uh, services specialist for a, uh, a state rep. There, spent a few years in Pennsylvania, and uh, the, when I left Las Vegas that first time, I said that I would never come back to this city. Like, I just, Vegas is not, it's a nice place to visit, I guess, but I wouldn't want to live here. <laughs> and yet I do. But I just, I don't think you can understand uh, living in Vegas unless you've actually lived here. And I don't think you can understand not wanting to live here uh, in the desert, unless you grew up in a place where there is grass and greenery and uh, and 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 snow and and it's just not Pennsylvania, okay? So when I left here, there was I mean I I loved my church, but I was like I am never going back to Las Vegas. It just was not on my radar. I was like that was that was a fun. And it was. I enjoyed my time with Sam. I really did. It was a, a great job. It gave me so much experience. And I, I will never uh, forget the fun uh, and uh, the things that I learned working for Sam. Like, what a great, great experience it was. But when I left, you know, I, I missed, uh, missed Sam, missed the racing, missed my church family, but I did not miss Vegas. All right? Just, it's not my thing. I was in Pennsylvania for a few years, did that, and one day... Uh, Pastor Matt Tice, who is now my boss, uh, called me up and was like, hey, we're starting a radio station and we want you to come run it. And I said, that's cool, but I don't know anything about that. I, don't, I have no idea. And he was like, oh, well, you have a podcast. And I said, yeah, yeah, I got a podcast, but you know, that's basically me, a computer and a microphone. And at that point, no joke, I was broadcasting from the back of my uh, my Dodge Nitro in a giant, which is a food store, uh, parking lot. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I didn't have the internet 
the internet where <laughs> oh, good times, good times. The internet where I was living was not strong enough to be able to connect to at that time I was on the 405 and uh, I couldn't connect to uh, the way they had their 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 broadcast system set up, so I had to use had to go to the grocery store, use their Wi-Fi. I think it was Giant. I don't know. It was some. It was a grocery store. I don't remember exactly where it was, but I was broadcasting uh, from this grocery store, and I would set up my computer in my car, plug in the microphone, and then you know connect to to uh, John Grant. Was the guy at 405. He's he's the voiceover that does the intro for my program. Um, so. <laughs> So and that's what I was like, yeah, I do that, but I'm it's not it's not what you think. I don't know anything about how it works. I don't know anything about the technical side of things. He was like, that's okay, you know more than I do. I was like, not really. But uh, so long story short, I I ended up coming out here again uh, to Vegas to run uh, the radio station. And what was cool is at the time, I was really praying about, you know, I was loving doing the radio thing. I had a lot of people encouraging me to do the radio thing. And it was really, it was an answer to prayer. When Pastor Matt called, even though I didn't have any idea how to create a radio station, I knew that it was an answer to prayer because it was exactly what I had been praying for. And so though I had no desire necessarily to come back to Las Vegas, uh, I love Liberty and uh, liberty for that by liberty, I mean the the church here. And uh, I came back. And when I came back to Las Vegas to run this radio station, I did not think that I would ever leave Las Vegas again. I, I still am not a fan of the city, um, but it's it's grown on me, right? And I I love my church family. Uh, I love the the ministry that I'm able to be part of here at Liberty Baptist. I love my job, love what I do, love running this radio station, love all of the different aspects of ministry from from Bible clubs to uh, child evangelism fellowship to you know hockey programs, uh, COP, um, being a, a volunteer at the police department, all kinds of things that I get to do because I've been part of this ministry at Liberty Baptist Church, and you know I I didn't think I'd ever leave so. Uh, I had bought a uh, I'd bought a house shortly after I, I moved here. It was my my starter home, my first home. Loved that house. I lived there for about three years. Ended up selling that house to buy what I thought would be my forever home. I mean, in in Vegas, I don't know if you've been here. Some of you are here listening. Obviously, others of you listen elsewhere. But Vegas is uh, well. Let me put it this way: I found a half an acre house. That looks like this house. It's like a. It looks like a Cape Cod. It's not, but it looks like it should be on the East Coast. It's got a white picket fence. It's got grass in the front yard. It's got a half an acre of land, which in Vegas is just like I have found paradise. Like when God brought this house into my path, I knew that this is where I was going to live forever. It's amazing how many things that I have known throughout my life that if God has been like, nah, well, we'll see about that. Um, but I, I love love, love this house. I was like, you know what? I can live in Las Vegas forever in this house because, you know, I, it's not, I, I, I don't like living right on top of people. I, I like my neighbors, but I want them to be a little farther away from me. I don't want them to be looking out their back window into my yard 
Uh, that just is never <laughs> never set well with me. I don't want to hear you walking down the street in the middle of the night. Like, I'm not a city kid. So this half-acre paradise has been my home. And when I got it, I knew that it was my forever home. I knew that I was going to be here forever because I love what I do at Liberty. I love this house. as a perfect house for me and my dogs. I love my job. My life was set. Everything was in place. And uh, it came as a great surprise to me. When God started nudging my heart away from this place, because I have developed a life here. I have friends here, um, very good friends, friends that are basically family. Now, granted, I, I still hate the weather here. I cannot stand the weather here. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, it's but it's a dry heat. No, it is evil. If you've played... Mario Brothers, when the sun is trying to kill you in Mario Brothers, that is what it is like living in Las Vegas. The sun is trying to kill you. And when the sun finally goes away, people are like, oh, it's so beautiful in the fall. No, it's not. It is not. I don't care what anybody says. It's not. <laughs> right? It's better than the, than the sun trying to, to make you die a terrible death. But though though there are there are there are these evil evil windstorms and they like they wreak havoc on my pool and my life and my yard and they blow shingles off your roof. It's just it's not it's not acceptable. The weather in Las Vegas is simply not acceptable. There are granted there are about two and a half weeks in the spring and two and a half weeks in the fall that it feels like you live in San Diego and it is perfect. But I'm telling you. If, mm, no, the weather, I just, I hate the weather here. But I, I came to appreciate this city. I've come to appreciate the fact that I can go to Walmart and it's only five minutes away. I've come to appreciate the fact that we have Purple Mountain Majesty, right? We have the Red Rocks. We have, you know, uh, Mount Charleston not too far away. We are within driving distance of the Pacific. Like, I have come to appreciate so many things uh, about Vegas. And we even have family-friendly entertainment. Believe it or not, we do have it. You got to look for it, but it's here, and it's some really quality stuff. If you find if you find the the good entertainment in Vegas, like it is, it's good entertainment. But you you got to look for it a little bit. So I've I've grown to develop an appreciation and love for this city. It's become home. But I I guess you know a little over a year ago. I uh, I, I I got um, I had some phone calls uh, from some friends that said hey. You know, we, we think there's some opportunities going to be coming along here in Pennsylvania, and you, you should you should move back to Pennsylvania. And I was like, no, no, I've already done the move back to Pennsylvania and back to Vegas thing. I've got my house. I'm all set. You know, I've got the dogs going on. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm good. But the nudging kept coming back. It'd just be, you know, a thought here, a thought there. Somebody would say something here. Somebody would mention something on Facebook. And, and a lot of times these people didn't even know that what the things they were saying, how they, they related to what I'd been thinking through, feeling. But it would relate to the thoughts that, that I was having. And, and one day, sitting on the beach, uh, I was on family vacation. I hadn't gone on our family beach vacation in a long time. And as I was sitting there... I was thinking and I was praying. I was like, God, this this can't be you. This can't be you. This has got to be this has got to be me. 
you know, somewhere inside of me, there is still that desire to get out of this desert. And, you know, I just need to, I just need to be content. And, you know, you gave me this awesome house. I have this incredible church family. You know, it's just, I just have this, this, this somewhere in there, this hatred of Las Vegas still exists. (laughs) I was like, this, this can't be God. This must be my flesh that I need to suppress and, uh, and purify. But it wasn't. I uh, I started I started seeking counsel from some people outside of either either situation I guess you could say I didn't want to get a perspective uh, yet from anyone that I would be moving to in Pennsylvania and I didn't want the perspective yet of anyone here in Vegas I have some some fantastic mentors and counselors that are that are outside of both those realms and those are the people. Uh, and pastors that I went to and said, hey, this is what I've been, God's, I think, laying this on my heart, but I, I, I think it might be crazy. And, and over and over and over again, every single person said the same thing. It was, you're not crazy. You have to do that. God wants you to do that. And and then when I, when I talked with my, my parents about it, the possibility of, hey, I, I think this is where God is, is leading me, and I, I don't totally get it, but would you be open to this? And the, the answer was yes. And I th- and and at that point, I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll start eventually moving this direction. And uh, and I talked with my, my pastor slash boss here at Liberty, Pastor Matt, and I was like, hey, this is what, you know, I'm, I'm thinking you know, I might move this direction, and you know, in about a year, that gives plenty of time for for transition, and uh, you know, that'll that'll give us time to, to work things out. And he too, he was like, "Yeah, you got to do this, but you can't wait a year." And I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" He's like, "No, you gotta you gotta sell your house now while the market is hot. You need to you need to pursue this, and you need to get on it, and you need to get on it right away." And uh, you know, that was whirlwind to go. <laughs> I, I feel like it was, you know, less than maybe two months ago that I had that, that conversation with him because I was thinking, oh, we'll, we'll have a, a peaceful, smooth, lengthy transition. But that's not how it's worked out. And so I'm uh, in the process of, of selling my house and I am moving back to Pennsylvania. Uh, we have someone who's going to be taking over the, the ministries that I've had here at Liberty, and I'm actually super excited. Um, not all of the the possibilities are, are public or have been announced yet by our by our by our church family, so I'm not gonna I can't ex- tell you everything that's potentially coming, but I am just thrilled because I I, I really am because I was. Um, and I was thinking about this. I was honestly, I, you know how you know that you're replaceable, but you're like, but who is going to take my baby and take care of it? Like, there, the, I, this radio station was like, like my child, like I, I built it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then there's like, there's Bible clubs. There, there weren't Bible clubs before. Who is going to take care of, of that baby? And, and what about this? And so I was, I was concerned. I was like, God, but somebody's got to, somebody's got to take care of the, the things that you had me do. And, and God has just answered there, and I am so, so excited. The ministries that I have been a part of while I've been at Liberty, once I leave here, 
are going to be so much better than I could have ever made them because of what God is doing and the people that he is bringing uh, to take over. I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed. Like, I, I, like, you know, you're repl- like, I know I'm replaceable. But the, the, the way God is doing it, I'm just like, oh, wow, yeah, no, I need to get out of the way. Like, literally, that's how I feel. I'm like, I need to go. Like, I have to go because this is what God has been doing and lining up. And if I was here, I would be in the way of what God was trying to do and how he was trying to grow here. And I, that's not ever something that I would want to do. But it's, it's also, you know, not... And I know some people be like, no, you're not. In the-. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that I, I couldn't have continued in what I'm doing and God couldn't have used that ministry. But seeing how God is filling the gaps here, I'm OK with leaving. Whereas before I was like, I cannot. I cannot go. I cannot go. God needs me here. And I'm like, oh, actually, he doesn't. He can have me do this over here and still have things work out that he had me involved with in Las Vegas. So so I'm. I'm moving back to Pennsylvania. I am. I, people keep asking, "Are are you are you so excited?" And I'm like, "Yes, I am." But also, I have so much going on and so many things to do, and there are so many people to to thank and to see and to visit. And you know, I I can't even I can't even begin to thank everyone to see everyone that I see. And I apologize. I'm I'm not going to get to all of you. I'm trying. I I'm trying to to spend time with as many people as I can before I go. But also, for those of you that are here in Las Vegas, I will be back, okay? I, I will be back. I have too much, uh, too many roots here now to not ever come back. So I will come back and visit. I, uh, I, I will be seeing you in the future once, uh, once I leave. I will still be, still be coming back uh, to visit. As far as you know, why I'm headed back to Pennsylvania, there are a lot of intersecting parts uh, to that answer, but I'm, I'm going to give you just a few of the reasons. First off uh, is my family. I, I'm so excited. My, my, my nephews are growing up. I have four of them, and uh, I've never been to any of their baseball games or their soccer games or their birthday parties, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that changing. I want to be there uh, as they grow up and be part of their lives. I'm so looking forward uh, to being close to family again. Uh, I'm going to be working with my dad, helping him grow his company. I am excited uh, for that. I'm building, my parents have 19 acres, I'm building there uh, on uh, on their property, and uh, that's where my dogs and I will be. It's a perfect setup uh, for them, perfect scenario for me. Uh, I do have a business with my dogs, and uh, and it'll give me more opportunities for, for showing them and for growing that uh, that aspect of my life and it allows me to be there uh, for my parents and with my parents as you know the seasons of, of life uh, change and uh, just to be a, to be a helping hand there. Um, secondly, I, I mentioned it briefly, but my dogs. God has really blessed um, what I've done with the dogs in ways that uh, surprise me, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm really excited to more actively engage in the dog community and uh, impact people for Jesus through dog sporting events. And this transition has allowed me going to allow me to be part of a lot more uh, things with the dogs that I would not have been able to do uh, here in Las Vegas. And then thirdly uh, is uh, where I'm, I'm thinking God is directing my, my future. I don't know if it's near future or far future, but uh, I, I, I know that I need to be more involved uh, in the civic arena. I don't know what that's going to look like exactly. I don't know, again, 
how far out that might be, but I know that I need to be uh, in Pennsylvania. Just doors that have opened, things that have been mentioned to me, offered to me. I, I, and I say offered to me, and people are going to be like, Whoa. someday somebody's going to be looking through this podcast and be like, look, ta ta. No, I, 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 I haven't accepted anything um, there, but uh, I, I've been offered multiple positions. I'll just put it that way in, uh, in different uh, campaigns and government uh, situations. And I, I have said no to all of them, quite frankly, uh, at this point, um, because I'm, I'm going back to, to in, be with my family first and foremost and to assist my dad with his business. And then, you know, eventually uh, there may be some, some opportunities politically that I would pursue. Um, and, uh, and I do plan on, I mean, uh, there are some things that I'm going to, going to be getting, you know, I, I firmly believe that you should be engaging your, your political party and your political process wherever you are. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in uh, the minimum. I will be engaging with uh, getting involved in my local county committee and things like that. Um, just in the, in the local level, but, uh, you know, I've, I've talked about it for years, and it's time for me to do something uh, about it. And this um, uh, ministry, for those of you that don't work in ministry, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. Um, but ministry uh, limits some other opportunities because of the time constraints and, uh, and scheduling with ministry. And... I, there are there are things that I want to pursue politically that I cannot do right now, uh, just because of the time constraints. And so, working with uh, with my dad and his company, you know, um, that's going to open up time for me to be able to to write more, to blog more, uh, possibly even to podcast more, and to just engage on a local level in a way that I haven't been able to do. Uh, as I would have liked to do in Vegas. I've, I've had the opportunity, I've been involved in, in many different things here, politically speaking, but I, I want to do more of that. And so this will allow me uh, to be more engaged in, in assisting campaigns and, uh, and local committees and, and things like that. So, um, and, and it may go someplace from there. Eventually, I don't, again, I don't know what that will look like, um, but it, it's something, it's... Uh, that door, the, the doors there cannot open while I'm in Vegas. So um, I'm, I'm getting to a place where if doors open, I'll be able to walk through them. I'll put it, put it that way. So, um, again, I, I don't know what that might look like. I can, I, and I'm not going to get into what, what I've already been approached about because, again, I've, I've said no uh, to everything that has been asked of me thus far. Um, and I haven't even moved back yet, so I really don't know uh, what that's going to look like. But that's 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 really a summary. First off, you know, my family. I want to be there. I want to be part of my nephews' lives as they grow up. And uh, I'm going to be working with my dad. I'm looking forward to uh, working with him in in his company and just being by family, being there uh, for them. Um, expanding what I've been doing with the dogs, allowing room for growth there, and then expanding what I am able to do and engage with uh, politically and allowing room for growth there as well. So that's, uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. I want to shout out to a few people before we stop here. Um, I, I could write a whole book, not even joking. I could write a book um, just thanking people who have so been a blessing to me during my time here in Vegas and now with my transition back to Pennsylvania, but it's time 
is limited. So, in fact, I've run longer than I was hoping to today, but uh, just a, a couple people. Mark and Lisa Christensen, when I first moved back, they let me live with them in their house. And when I say live with them, I mean they fed me like nobody's business. I, I have never eaten so much so well, I don't think, in my entire life. Like, they spoiled me like I was an only child. And uh, Lisa is just a phenomenal, phenomenal cook. And uh, just so grateful for them, for their friendship, and uh, for all that they did for me. Uh, Alan Gunther, one of my best friends on the West Coast. Uh, it's an unbelievable story of how we became friends. Uh, he literally, well, I, I, can't, I can't tell you the story right now. There's just, time will not allow. But the man gave me one of his prized dogs, like a dog worth more money than most of you would even believe. And, uh, and, and without even knowing me as a person, he let me borrow his dog and, um, for, for breathing purposes. And it's a, it's, a <laughs> it's a funny story, a long story, but it, that, that moment of trust began a friendship, which has lasted for, uh, you know, over, I don't know, like five years, I think now maybe. And, um, he's come to Vegas so many times, uh, to help me. He has, uh, boarded and cared for three of my five dogs um, while we've been beginning this whole this whole process of, of getting the house ready to sell and everything and just been such a, a real blessing to me. Um, uh, I can't even, I, I, there's just so much that Alan has done for, for me and for John, for my dogs, and uh, I couldn't, I, I would not be in the financial position that I am and able to make this move right now today if not for Alan and his mentorship and friendship. So huge shout out to Alan. And then Terry LaRue. Some of you are here in Las Vegas at Liberty. You may know her. Uh, she has done phenomenal things in the dog world with, uh, with Cocker Spaniels, and she has been a huge blessing to me as I have learned the ins and outs of, of pedigrees and breeding and, and confirmation showing and, uh, and whelping. And just uh, her, she has just a wealth of knowledge and has invested it in me and mentored me, and I'm so grateful. Uh, if you need a vet and you're in Las Vegas... You need to go see Dr. Ann and Dr. Scott at the ARC Animal Clinic, Julie and Becky at the front desk. These people love Jesus, and they love uh, my dogs, and they have become my friends. And uh, I know some of you is going to sound crazy, but I, I'm at the vet a lot, and I have just had uh, such great interactions and conversations with both Dr. Ann and Dr. Scott. They have just been a huge blessing uh, to me and the things that God has allowed me to do here. So highly, highly recommend. If you go, make sure you tell them uh, that Crystal sent you. Uh, Christy Stark, I got to say, this woman has helped me uh, sell two houses now and uh, just the most patient, fair, kind person uh, you may ever meet. She's just, she is phenomenal. Love her to death. And then there's Charlie and his family. Charlie. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know what I was missing out on in life until uh, I met the Benjamins. They introduced me to cryptocurrency, gave me opportunities to do entrepreneurial things that I didn't realize that I should be doing, and now I do regularly, and I'm just uh, so grateful to uh, Charlie for introducing me to uh, to crypto and different... Uh, <laughs> Just well, Charlie is a wealth of knowledge. If you're here in Las Vegas and you don't know Charlie and Sarah Benjamin, you need to change that. Okay, just just do it. All right. Then uh, there's there's Renita, Julius, Ashley. 
Oh, what can I say, guys? You are the squad who has kept me sane, at least somewhat. And uh, some of my best friends here. So, and I'm going to miss you guys. And then there's the entirety of my Liberty Baptist Church family. Uh, Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas is a church like no other. If you are ever in this city, or if you're in this city and you're listening right now, you need to come and visit Liberty Baptist Church. You can find out more about them on their website, experienceliberty.com, but stop by Liberty. Uh, you are going to be welcomed and loved, and uh, it's just it's a phenomenal place. And uh, Pastor uh, Tice is a, just a great man who loves God and um, who loves people. And, you know, I'm so grateful to both him and Mrs. Tice. They wanted to hire me to work here at Liberty before I even left Las Vegas the first time. They kept trying to get me to be a teacher. And I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. And uh, But Mrs. Tice was determined to get me back, and she, she succeeded. And, <laughs> you know, the, I'm just so grateful to them. They made me part of their family, gave me a home here in Las Vegas. And then Pastor Matt, my boss, uh, slash pastor, and Brianna, my tennis buddy, even though we only played like three times, I loved every minute that we did. Uh, they've just been such a, an encouragement to me, um, helped me to grow and develop as a person, and I'm so grateful uh, for their leadership and friendship. Then there's uh, charity and faith, and I guess hope too, but hope, hope, hope is gone. <laughs> no pun intended, but hope is <laughs> Hope is gone, so I don't even know if she really deserves a mention because she's left years ago, and, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, seriously, Charity, Faith, two of the most awesome people I know, um, they have just been such a, a blessing and encouragement to me when I've had opportunities to do things here in Las Vegas that I never thought I would do before. Um, when I've gone on CNN, they're the ones who, who helped prepare, who went with me, um, who just made really cool things happen in my life and who had uh, the, 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 the adopted nieces and nephews that I so desperately needed in my life. Um, and I'm just so, so grateful for, for their friendship. Lincoln, Cherish, Trey, Felicity, Joanna, JD, Stella, Emma, Jonathan, you guys know who you are. Thanks for letting me be your Miss Chrissy. Thanks for socializing my puppies. Thanks for just letting me be part of your lives, guys. I'm going to miss you guys. And then to my family, oh, my goodness, I could just go on and on. Anna has prayed and helped and supported from afar. Bethany um, has come out, helped me pack, puppy sit, fly puppies across the country. Jesse Marie uh, came out and helped me pack. Uh, Josh, Tyler, Jeremiah, they used vacation days to, ha to, to come out to help get the house uh, ready. Uh, to sell my parents, um, who have been there, they have come to Vegas regularly over the last six years. Every time they have come, it has been a blessing and encouragement to me. They've stocked my fridge, put gas in my car, just uh, made meals, done laundry, served. They've come and they've served. My dad has fixed I don't know how many things at both my houses. You know, he comes out, he has a to do list, and he does it with joy, and he wants to. And it's just their, their selfless service and love has just been such an example to me in the highlights of each uh, part uh, season of my, my life here. And then, of course, last but no, certainly not least, my brother Jonathan, who has lived with me, I uh, think he came out to Vegas about three years ago and uh, just been every single day a huge, huge blessing uh, to me. Um, he has, uh, you know, I, I again, um, I would not be where I am uh, financially, spiritually, uh, pretty much any other way in my life, if not for John. He has just made 
the things that I do uh, possible. He has uh, cared for both of my homes um, and been, you know, really the, the, the man of the house. And um, has just he, he's been so uh, attentive to, to details and taking care of everything from, you know, pH levels in my pool to cutting my grass to fixing things that come off the roof. Like, I, I'm t- it's, uh, he does so, so much, and I can't even mention all the things he has helped raise. <laughs> I don't know how many puppies now. And uh, my dogs, he just has such a, a tender heart towards them and care for them and love for them. And they, whether he wants them to or not, he's always going to be uh, their master, t- too, because they just they adore him. And he has been tolerant of my ever-changing schedule, my oftentimes outrageous entrepreneurial endeavors. And um, he just, I, I am the person that I am today because John has been part of my life. He is patient. He is practical. He is wise. And he gives incredible counsel. I have cherished every day that we have been privileged to to live uh, and grow together. Um, he he's generous. Uh, he has one of the most incredible worth at work ethics I've I've ever seen, and the memories that we have made uh, together here in Vegas. Though neither one of us, and especially John, does not like the heat, we have had some really really fantastic times and uh i'm going to 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 cherish those those memories forever so john thank you so much every day of every week of every year that you have been here you have worked to make this house our home uh, to make both our houses uh our home and to make me successful to make the dogs uh successful and uh you've brought stability to my often very crazy life and i just am so grateful uh, for you, proud of what uh, you have accomplished um, and how God has used you and, and can't wait to see what great things he has still in store for you in the days ahead. But, uh, you know, most importantly, I got to rest up here. Sorry, it's gone long. Um, I just, I bless God. He has been so incredibly good to me. I don't have, do you ever feel like God's just spoiling you and you don't know why? Like you, you, you have a, a list of prayer requests and you just watch God, answer after answer after answer after answer, and you're like, God, why, why, is, why are you so good to me? But that's what has happened. You know, over the past few months, um, I have been awe in awe and just amazed at God's goodness and kindness to me. Um, he has answered every request that I have, and he's not only answered them, but he has exceeded uh, what I have asked for, and I'm just, I'm so amazed and humbled by the goodness of our Heavenly Father, and I'm so grateful uh, to be His child through our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I just praise Him for what He has uh, done, for the time that He has allowed me to spend in Las Vegas, uh, for the friends that He has given me here. And, and I could keep go on and on, honestly. There are so many of you guys, and I know I missed so many people, and I'm, I'm sorry about that, but I, I appreciate uh, each of you here in Vegas, all of my friends here, and... I'm going to miss you all, but I am looking forward to, to what God has in store in Pennsylvania. And again, we are, we're, we're, we're pausing the podcast. The podcast is going to be on pause. Uh, we'll be back hopefully you know, in a, a few weeks or a month or so, but uh, we'll, we'll return and, uh, from Pennsylvania, and it's going to be, it's going to be great. So this isn't, uh, isn't the end of the book. But it is the end of a chapter. The page is turning. 
I am both uh, super excited to get back to Pennsylvania and uh, and really sad to be leaving uh, this city, which has become my home over these past few years and the people uh, and friends that I have made here. So uh, Vegas, I'm going to miss you uh, tremendously. Thank you for letting me be part of your lives. Thank you to Liberty Baptist Church for making me uh, at home here. I love you all. God has used you to mold and to shape and direct my life. I am so grateful for each one of you. And uh, Pennsylvania, my old friends, I'm going to see you all soon and uh, look forward to uh, to reconnecting uh, with each one of you. And uh, pray for pray for us if you would. Again, I don't know exactly um, when, uh, when I'll be leaving uh, Vegas. We're still, again, like I said, in the process of selling the house, so things are still up in the air a little bit as far as our, our departure date, uh, when that will be. But if you would pray for, for me, pray for John. Uh, my dad's going to be coming out to help us drive across the country as well, so pray for us as we uh, will be making the transition um, and, uh, when that, when that time comes and just pray for, uh, pray for safety, uh, for us, for the many vehicles that will be loaded down with stuff, uh, and for the, the dogs as we'll be transporting, uh, with them in the vehicles as well. So just pray that that all goes smoothly, that we have, uh, safety and, a, an easy, uh, transition back. And I would appreciate that, uh, for when that time comes. So, Hey, I appreciate each one of you. Thanks so much for listening. If you aren't subscribed to the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, now is the time to do it because that is how you will know when we bring the podcast back. Uh, That is, if you're subscribed, you'll just get a notification and you'll be all set. So go and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. It's The Friddle Show. Thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your life. Thank you for listening uh, to this podcast. I hope that God will continue to bless you, that he will bless America, and I will talk with you again sometime soon. See you later, everybody.